Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Blue Surge podcast. Mike alongside Joe. Joe, we have some wonderful weather now, and I feel like our, our ceremonial talk about weather must continue, and it is a nice day out. I think everyone's emotions are starting to improve as best as they can. And we got a new we got a new set coming out this week, man. So it's it's a pretty positive week overall. How how have you been feeling this past week? Uh better. Things are looking up. So the weather's getting nicer. Uh it, it seems like everywhere else in the world is starting to free up just a little bit more, which is nice. Yeah, things are Things are starting to, and this is a very, very general, broad thing to say, but things feel like they're starting to not not become routine. But I, I think people are having a an easier time finding the positive silver linings in the situation we're currently in. I think, again, with the weather improving, with more things happening, just just there, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and we don't know how far away that light is, but it is nice to know that it exists. Uh, and that's kind of what we're going to keep on believing in. As I said, we have a new set coming out this week. We have Rebel Clash. By the time this episode goes out, it will be the release date of the set. Most of you had probably already opened product by the time this episode has gone live. So hopefully you had some amazing polls. Hopefully you you were able to build the decks you want. If you live someone that you play with, hopefully that you can you can play test and actually start to play Pokemon again. This is the perfect time to jump back in. I, I really really was hoping that PTCGO would give us something special, like I don't know, like a, a update to the client, as they know most people will be anticipating to play on PTCGO now. I don't think we're gonna get that, but it, it it's good to know that we have some new things to distract us for the time being. And I what I'm I'll, I would have opened a booster box by now. You'll open your booster box by now. You're yep. picking up singles, I'm picking up some singles. I don't know if I'm grabbing any more product. Yeah, I'll probably end up picking up more singles. I know the singles I picked up. Yeah, granted they're a little more expensive than I want them to be, but I'm really happy to pick them up, especially if I'm getting them from the store that I go to. Correct. And I'm getting my pieces for Caparaja, which is which is cool. I'm I might pick up an ETB. I'll look into it. It it would be for really no reason other than just more packs to open while I'm sitting here bored out of my mind. Normally I have such good discipline when it comes to opening packs I, I i seldomly buy pokemon packs anymore however the amount of times that i've just caught myself twiddling my thumbs and staring at the ceiling means that it's time to to just do some more things so i'm, I'm looking forward to opening packs hopefully getting some good pulls and hopefully getting some bosses orders and ld goss as those are going to be the expensive cards from the set barring like I guess Dragapult VMAX, right? I mean, that's probably going to be the third most expensive card in the set. Right? I mean, that boss's orders, LD Goss, Dragapult VMAX, right? Yeah. Uh, some I can agree that would be more expensive than others, but I, I really don't think LD Goss should be that expensive. 
LDGOS will be because of what it does. And I think I think that it it will prove to be better than we think it is because of how valuable Versus Seeker has been. And again, we're approaching a format where uh, it's approaching. We're already in it for what it counts. We're in a format where it's okay if a V gets knocked out or gusted and gets knocked out because you're in a, a format with three prize Pokemon for the most part, and you can turn it into a eight prize card game, you know, by doing that. They take five prizes off of one tag team or a V Max and then an LD Goss. You still got one more left. It's it's pretty much okay if you left this as it is. So I am I am growing on this card. Obviously, it puts itself back into your hand and you can reuse it just kind of like Shaman was. I, I think that LD Goss will end up being the most expensive card of the set for the duration of the set. I think it will extend past Dragapult. I think it will extend past Boss's Orders. Barring Secret Rares, this will be the expensive card, and I don't expect it to go anywhere lower than maybe 15. That's like, I think, bottom of the barrel. Eldegoss is a $15 card. That's kind of what I'm expecting based on what I've seen. Do you think it's going to drop a lower? I feel like it's, it's where it needs to be. 18 is kind of where I expect it to be, maybe a little higher. Um, like 18 seems more reasonable because I mean, Dedene, Tapu Lele, these cards were in the 30s and 40s. And and normally with Dedene, it's easy to make the argument because one's draw and one's not, but you can't make the argument in comparing Tapu Lele and Eldegoss. You know, um, I mean, Tapu well, Lele is better because you search it, you search it, and like it's from your deck, but you also access the DCE with a decent attack. Yeah, yeah, you do. You have a better attack, but but I mean, talking realistically, you're how often do you think that attack was actually used? You built a deck around it. Yeah, but that was just because someone said no, you couldn't. I'm saying realistically, it wasn't not a, like, top of Lily Magnazone like I built. It wasn't unheard of. Like, there's definitely been times in tournaments people are playing. Correct. Um, it, it, it's better. I mean, don't get me wrong. Top of Lily GX is better than LD Gosfi. Is better than LD Gosfi, but Tapalele was a forty dollar card, you know. And with that being said, seeing LD Goss hit the twenty twenty five bar mark wouldn't really be that shocking. Versus Seeker is a very very prevalent card in the game, and making it an ability from the hand, it's easily searchable. It's more, it's a lot easier to search out an LD Goss than it is to search out a Versus Seeker. You know, and we also had Ultra Ball during Lele, but I I think this is going to be where it ends up, eighteen to twenty-ish range. Fifteen would be dope. I'm just hoping to open one. That's kind of my hope here. Open one Eldegoss V, and just kind of coast from there. That's that's my plan. Also, hopefully by this point, I get my Zacians because currently my Zacians are wandering lost in the mail, which is a sad day for all of us. But hopefully it shows up soon because I want. I want, I want, I want my Zacians. Getting them for 14 was nice. The last thing we want to add before we go into our actual topic today is, and thank you, Joe, I want to give you credit for posting this in there. We have seen that PTCGO will be making Rebel Clash legal a little bit sooner than they normally would, right? Normally it's three weeks. This is two weeks. Uh, So on the 14th of May, that's going to be when you can actually play Rebel Clash decks 
in tournaments. the format with tournaments. So that's cool. You, to know. You, yeah, you can still challenge your friends and deck build and test, but you won't can be you able use to use a versus tournament. ladder or just tournaments. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Versus ladder and friend challenges. All right, cool. We're good then. Our main topic for today today is going to be a very laid back show. We're just talking about rotation because the official Pokemon 2021 format rotation was announced. We are recording this on Tuesday. It was announced on Monday or Sunday night, however you want to look at that. And here is what we got in front of us. Nothing too shocking, but we we have official news on it. As of the 2021 standard format, which would be anything taking place after August 28th, the end of August, the standard format will be Sun and Moon Team Up and Afterwards. So that includes Team Up, Detective Pikachu, Unbroken Bonds, Unified Minds, Hidden Fates, Cosmic Eclipse, and then, of course, the Sword and Shield base set and onwards. Black Star promo cards from 158 and up for Sun and Moon, and then obviously all the Sword and Shield. And the cards from the following products will also be legal. The they're, they're, the only shiny card from Hidden Fates they mentioned is a Lycanroc GX. I imagine that's the Dawn form or the Dusk form. Dawn form, right? That's the one. Dusk. Dawn, Dusk. It's all the same to me. Any of the McDonald's collectibles, as long as they are identif- identical to the cards that are already in the format, so on and so forth. Basically, Joe, team up and on. And this is something yeah. that we kind of all expected. I, I think the best way to talk about this, though, is to actually go in and look at all the cards that are leaving and just kind of reflect on them and spend some time talking about cards that are leaving, some really important cards that are leaving, and then some cards that maybe we wanted to be important cards but didn't end up like that. And we have some really nice visuals in front of us that will help us achieve that. Joe, we'll probably just bounce back and forth. The first thing on the list that's leaving that's probably the biggest, even over the trainers, just in terms of its prevalence, is Malamar, right? As as of the end of August, we will be losing the Malamar archetype. It will be gone. It will be into expanded. That goes with Malamar, Naganadel, Giratina, all of those psychic cards that created an archetype and kept it relevant for two years are finally going to be leaving us. And that's, would you agree or disagree? That's probably the biggest thing leaving the format. Um, that will be noticeable. Yes. I, th- I think personally the biggest, uh, card leaving the format that people kind of, kind of important, but people kind of skim over and kind of don't really give it the recognition where it should be is ditto prism star. Very fair. I mean, it, it helped us with so many evolution lines with GXs, and now I, I guess it doesn't have as much of a role in this format because V's tag teams and the cards we're using in the format right now don't really use evolution as much. We're kind of going back to a, I don't want to say no evolution format, but we're definitely trending towards that. Ditto was awesome. When Ditto came out, it, had, it was phenomenal. It did its job perfectly. It, it really helped out Malamar decks. It really helped out any deck that had any form of evolution, like Zoroark, where you could essentially run five copies of a basic. You know, and you couldn't rare candy it, but I agree. That's a really good card. Another good card that's leaving us that's going to be 
huge now and was then is Zara Aura GX. You know, Picaram is relevant. Picaram is always going to be relevant. Picaram is going to continue to be relevant. However, things get tougher when you have things like Zara Aura and Dawnwing's Necrozma, for that matter, leaving the format. Two cards that really, really helped Picaram rotate its pieces. Those are just going to be gone. And alongside Thunder Mountain and a lot of other pieces that are leaving, Electropower. Joe, what is Picaram going to be like in the fall? Because we got Picaram uh, for another whole year, yet it's, le- it's losing Electropower, Thunder Mountain, Volkner, Zero Aura, Dawnwings. So Zero Aura um, is a, definitely a blow to it. But I don't think it's that super necessary. Like people can get around it with the switches and things like that. Uh, Darwin and Crosby wasn't seeing that much in those builds. Uh, Thunder Mountain is kind of important, but it's it's fine because of e switches and tag switches. Um, but I really think the biggest blow is losing the e power. Like that's where it really surged is having that damage modifier, which you no know, you no longer have. Yeah. I mean that that helped you with so many matchups, and now boom, gone. See ya. You you don't have that damage boost anymore. Now again, like you said, the thing about Pikaram is hitting one fifty for your base attack is still fine. I I think it will end up being a okay because we're entering a format where I think two hit knockouts are going to be quite common. I think 160 is going to be the number that you're searching for in this next format, which technically peak around misses. Um, but you have Vitality Band. You have other things that can help you out. I'm going to go back to the first question I asked you, though. Where do you think peak around is going to be when all these cards are gone? Is it still going to be a tier one list? Um, hard to say. It's going to be a, It's going to be a dancing around it. It's like on the border between tier one and tier two. Uh, because you have the arrival of Bolton V, which I think is more important than people think. And speed energy. And speed energy. So there's, there's definitely other things to make up for it. Um, but I, I think the loss of E-Power is, I think, the biggest hit to it. Because, yeah, you didn't knock out something, but it was nice getting that surprise, like, one-hit knockout out of nowhere, which can help you come back the game. Right, and and... Wasn't just for Pikaram. E power helped all electric types, and now, now the real question is going to be: in five months, when we're actually talking about this again officially, will Toxicity be better than Pikaram? You know, because one can put up an argument for that with all these pieces gone, and sure, Toxicity loses these pieces too. The difference is. I don't think Toxicity is going to be relying on things like Zara Aura or even E-Power for that matter as much as Picaram did just because of the way poison counters and the damage mitigation works with Toxicity VMAX. So I think that will be a super interesting conversation once we get to that point. Another big card that's leaving, dude, is we're losing... I mean, not that you and I really care. We're losing Resource Management or Anguru. Bye. Which a lot of people will be happy to see gone. Um, Rangaroo resource management 
is a card that really, really encouraged the stall archetype. It really caused it to flourish and then continue to improve. That, alongside things like Articuno GX is leaving, also played in stall. Steven's Resolve is leaving, also played in stall. There's a lot of big stall cards that are gone. And not to say that stall will be completely disintegrated. It definitely hurts, though, because the new Oranguru is really good. The new Oranguru is not resource management. Where do you think st- uh, your opinion aside on stall? Where do you think stall is without a Ranguru and Steven's Resolve? Is it still able to exist, or is stall going to take a break for the time being? Knowing what we know, we we still are missing a whole set, but knowing what we know, um, stall kind of started leaning towards mill, and I think that's where Ranguru is going to be truly missed during the mill things because you're going to end up milling yourself all the time. But I think we talk. I don't know. Did we talk about it on the podcast? Can't remember. Uh, Intellion V. I think it's going to go. I think the whole stall aggro. It's going to be a stall aggro type of thing with Intellion V. I think they're going to be doing a lot of like. You're, you're talking about the denial. Yeah. Energy denial. Right. I so if you, if, that you, way. if you don't know what we're talking about, we talked about this off the podcast. Okay. Uh, Intellion. V and VMAX. I'm not going to say which one because at the top of my head, I, I'm not certain. One of its attacks takes an energy from the active Pokemon and puts it back into their hand. Um, Inteleon V kind of messes around with sort of an energy denial focus. And we were talking about, is that viable? And to Joe's point, he said, well, Inteleon V, Crushing Hammer, Faba, uh, Team Skull, Faba Team Yell. Yeah, Fabuli. Sorry, Team Yell is what I was talking about. Team yeah. Yell Grunt. You have ways to remove multiple energy in a turn, and so it's the question of does that become stall? And you said aggro stall. I think that's a fair word for it. I think Intellion Vmax will not see a ton of play, but because it does have denial, and we do have Frostmoth in the format, and it's not a huge energy requirement. It wouldn't shock me to see some sort of Inteleon VMAX denial deck running around. The nice part about Inteleon VMAX, though, for the rest of the format, though, is it doesn't discard energy. It brings it back to hand, and it's not denying you from anything on your turn. You know, if you get attacked by an Inteleon V VMAX and you are one energy short, that sucks and that's annoying, but at least it's not item lock you know at least it's not mill at least it's not something that seems unwinnable so if that's the stall in the format i'm okay with that it won't be there will be some crazy card that comes out but that or or vicavolt right vicavolt with the item lock i still think we're gonna get a waylord v it's inevitable we will get one there's no way they're not gonna give us these chunky big boys and not give us max i'm telling you dude there is no Way we are not getting a 350 think- HP Waylord in this format. It would be a disservice to Pokemon <laughs> fans everywhere. Do you think the regular V would be 300? Yes. I don't think they're going to give it a VMAX. I think it's going to be a 300 HP V. Or like 290 or 280. Something. Something that is just abysmal. 
and stupid, and we're also going to get Max Potion back. See, that's the question. Are we ever going to see Max Potion in this type of format? Probably not. Can you imagine how wild that would be? Everything's too heavy knockout, so it's, they're going to go nowhere. Yeah, the, the format would actually never end. Every game would be mill. Just slow and painful. Nah, but it, it, in all seriousness, back to the topic, we are losing things for stall. That's important to note. Another thing important to note that we're losing, this deck has kind of fallen to the wayside in how it used to be run, um, but we are losing a lot of the support for Ultra Beasts. You know, we're losing Blacephalon GX, which still is played. Beast Ring, we know how prevalent Beast Ring was. We're losing Beast Energy. We're losing Ultra Space. Kind of like Pikaram, I'm not 100% certain if this actually kills the archetype. We know Baby Blacephalon stays, and Baby Blacephalon is still incredible. We're also losing Fiery Flint, though, so... What happens with Blacephalon? You still have Welder, but you don't have Fiery Flint. Uh, it's going to make the game a whole lot harder for Baby Blacephalon. I think it's going to take a big hit because you're also losing Ultra Space, another out to Baby Blacephalon, even though I think you probably just play Giant Hearth at that point because you're losing Fiery Flint. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough. And Heat tough. Factory. Yeah, Heat Factory. People are starting to play Heat Factory less and less. Yeah, well, it's a thing kind of like with Blacephalon GX. At most, you're putting one in your deck. At most, right? I mean, so Blacephalon still stays good, but definitely slows down. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the world's format. It's the post-world format. I'm really hoping to see VMAXs really take over that mechanic taking over because it's new and, and it freshens things up. It looks like a lot of those decks that have been running the tag team meta, although they're sticking around, aren't looking as menacing come rotation. Obviously, all summer they'll be like this, but we don't have any official events this summer. So it, it's super interesting to see. The last card I want to talk about before we talk about cards that we had wished had done better the biggest trainer, I know we're losing Lily and Cynthia, but I don't know. I don't view that as a big deal because we have draw cards. You mentioned this before we got on and the fact that we're losing a skateboard. What does this mean for Jirachi? Because going forward, Jirachi was still supposed to be this huge part. And it makes you wonder what happens to Jirachi once a skateboard doesn't exist anymore. So with. It's going to make things a lot harder because before you were filling up slots with Jirachi and then you had an extra three to four slots for a skateboard. Now people are comboing it with Galarian Rapidash and Air Balloon or Cobalion GX with Air Balloon. Um, and obviously with Cobalion GX, you have to use a metal energy of some sort for it to work. So right. those b both those cards um, negate special conditions on your Pokemon. That's why people are maybe using that. Um, I was watching Andrew Mahomes play Tricky Gym stuff with um, the Jirachi engine with the scoop up net and switches. So you're you're dedicated eight slots just to switch out your Jirachi. 
it's uh it's gonna be a lot more difficult it, it'll be used but it's not gonna be it's not gonna be as used as much as it was before because of the skateboard a skateboard you just felt like oh yeah i can put that in the front and grab something i need and retrieve it back now part of your jirachi engine is hoping that you get something in your hand or you jirachi into something to switch out yeah, that having scoop up net, having those tools, it's it's going to be fascinating to see. And as someone who's going to be playing metal, especially post Rebel Clash because of Caparaja, something that I've always been battling with is: Do I just run with Zacian? You know, am I am I just going to run Caparaja, Zacian, scattered in support? But do I need Jirachi? And for these next four months, while we're kind of idly playing, I guess we'll say yes. I'll be playing Jirachi. Of course I will be playing Jirachi. But you have to think, okay, moving forward, what's my option? And sure, Cobalion GX does make it a little easier. That being said, though, am I really willing to put a slot into my deck in Cobalion GX? Am I willing to put that into my list and use an energy attachment just to use Jirachi's ability? And I don't know if I'm comfortable answering that question. I don't know if I'm comfortable saying yes. In fact, right now I'm leaning towards not having Jirachi in my list. Just running for re- running a heavier support build. And just having a lot of draw supporters. You know, it, it, now you go, okay, instead of Jirachi and 8 supporters, I'm going to go no Jirachi and have 10 to 12 supporters. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe... Have you had a chance to look at Cobalion as a whole, though? Yeah, Cobalion's interesting. If if you don't know what Cobalion does, it's 170 HP. The ability Joe just mentioned, Metal Symbol. Each of your Pokemon that have Metal Energy, they can't be affected by special conditions. For two Metal, it does Dual Saber, 50 plus 60 if there's a Stadium in play. And then for one Colorless, if I can talk correctly, Iron Rule GX, during your opponent's next per- turn, their Pokemon can't attack. Uh, what, what's your opinion on it? Like, it's it's not horrible, especially if you need a tech card for that specific reason. Like, I'm okay with... I'd be personally okay putting like, a Cobalion spot instead of eight switches and... Or four switch and four scoop-up nuts. I'd be okay with putting in Cobalion GX, also solely for the GX attack. Yeah, but the problem with the GX attack is you have to be in the active, right? Yeah, so? That assumes you're attacking. Cobalion's... I honestly feel more comfortable putting Cobalion in a deck that doesn't have Jirachi. Like, I wouldn't run it for Jirachi. I'd run it for my other Pokemon. If, for some reason, like, let's say VMAX Toxicity jumps off the end or something, or Paralysis becomes a problem for some weird reason... I don't, because you're not even, at best, you might be two-shotting a Pokemon V, right? At best? Yeah. I don't know if I like that. You know, I, I think that it could be played, and it might see a one-off play in some metal lists, but as of right now, I don't think I'd play it, even for Jirachi. Um, that being said, though, I wouldn't look past it. This is definitely a card that I own, that I have in a binder somewhere that I'm going to be keeping my eye on. I think that's fair. 
Joe, are there any other cards that are leaving that you just wish were better? That you just wish were played more, were taken advantage of more in terms of just just general use? Because obviously we're losing things like Acrobike. We're losing things like Order Pad. But is there anything that you just look at and go, man, I wish that was played more? Um, I'm happy more Cargo GX got their time in the light. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really happy to play that again. Uh, of the cards I wish got better treatment would probably be Zeb Striker with the sprint ability and Magnezone with the magnetic circuit. And, and uh, for that matter, there's two Magnezones, right? Yeah, there's electric and then there's metal. I gotta double check if if the is the electric one might actually be in format. Okay, I'm gonna look that up right now while you talk. But why why do you why do you wish those cards got more play? Um, because they were super like awesome cards that we thought would be do really really well, and it would be an awesome to have in the format. And no one really, tr- well, some people tried to make it work. Um, but the problem is is that stage two is always inherently lost out. Zeb Striker was something that everybody thought would be played heavily. Like I know when I first came into the format, Octillery was heavily played, um, Orangu was heavily played, and people kind of put Zeb Striker on the on the wayside. And I wish it would have done better, or I wish it would just been seen more play. Yeah, it, it, it's a good draw engine, but because of just the situation currently, it just never saw its time in the light. Given another format like this one. Maybe Zipstrika sees more play. Who knows? Um, to answer the question about the magazine, they do both rotate. It was Ultra Prism and Forbidden Light. They were back to back. So we are losing both yeah. Magnezones. And I, I mean, on your Magnezone comment, I love Magnezone. Magnezone was in the Duskmaid Necrozma list that I played. Um, it was the engine for my deck that I did end up taking to a regional and performing okay with. Um, it was a really good card, and I'm really happy that I got to play it the amount that I did because I, I just love the energy ramping ability to just attach as many metal energies to one of your Pokemon. It doesn't have to be the bench. It could be the active, anything. It was awesome. A card that I wish got played more and just didn't end up getting its moment that I thought would be better is Counter Gain. I really... You and I really liked using counter gain, but I wish that counter gain had a higher relevance in the format. I really, really do. And maybe with things like Thunder Mountain being gone and and other energy reducing mechanics leaving, maybe it would have. Maybe counter gain would fit in this meta quite nicely. What do you think? I I, I think counter gain underperformed, and I really hoped it would would have done better. Yeah, I I do miss. I'm gonna miss counter gain. Um, I do sneak it in the bunch of decks. Um, I re redid using it in uh, Lost March, which we're gonna lose using Jump Bluff and the whole line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lost March is gonna go by very quickly. Um, so I, like I I started putting that in a bunch of things. Um, it would be really nice to have the counter gain when Mad Party comes out. I know. We have the twin energy coming, but it would be really nice to have something Mm -hmm. like the counter game for that. 
Um, just to give something an extra sh- shot to do something. Like I always liked those come from behind cards. They had counter gain. They had counter catcher, which I miss. I miss counter en- uh, energy. Yeah. I love that whole mechanic. And that's like the last of the counter cards that are leaving, which makes me really sad. Yeah, that was a really awesome form. Uh, just the mechanic in general, that counter mechanic, counter energy Zoroark was a list that I played pretty heavily for uh, a certain amount of time. Counter gain saw a play in a lot of lists that you and I would just be testing um, because it would really help. I played it in Gardevoir Sylveon. I played it in a couple other lists as of recent. Um, yeah, I agree. Those are probably the cards that we wish had done the best. In terms of cards that overperformed, there's one on this list that I think kills every every other one. I'm trying to look to see if there's any other ones that I can talk about. I mean, I guess, I mean, Diancy Prism's leaving, but we don't have any fighting relevance right now. Custom Catcher, man. Custom yeah. Catcher saved us from imminent doom. It, it served its purpose. It, it way overserved its purpose. And sure, you could listen to this and be like, well, they they did that on purpose. And I'm yeah, whatever. Cool. Custom Catcher really, really kept the format in a place that was just comfortable enough to skate by without Guzma, without Lysander, and before we're getting bosses orders. That card really, really helped us out. And I think kept the format in a healthier place. Yes, they got very expensive. It basically took you 40 bucks at one point to get a playset of custom catchers if they were even around. That being said, though, with them existing, it's a good thing that they did. Because I think that in the format that we are currently in, it would be very, very messy and it would be very, very difficult to play if there was absolutely no gusting aside from now Fionn and aside from Ninetales it would have been very type related for a very long time. And I'm glad that that wasn't the case. I really am. Are there any other cards that you think overperformed on this list? Um, see a lot of people. It's like overperforming. Like did really, really well. Just did better than you thought you would. When you initially looked at the card, you went, Oh, that's uh, weird. Um, I think when I initially looked at it, didn't see Cyrus. A Victini Prism Star did a lot mm-hmm. better than I thought it would. Yeah. And that's going to be a huge blow to Fire Decks. Um, Alolan Ninetales GX, the fairy one, was nice having it. Um, it had its moment. It had its moment in the sun. But when stage two stopped happening, then it kind of went away. What about Gramble? I, um, Gramble was a headache. I liked it, but it was a headache. Yeah, so, it is. I think was there anything else? Sheninja. I'm glad to see that thing go. Bye. I barely played against it. Like yeah, I, we watched I, it. I don't, I don't think I ever played against it. Really, I think I played against it once or twice. But the whole idea of it can go away. Flor Florges. Bye. Mm-hmm. All of the uh, stall. See ya. Yeah, I'm more curious for you though. Where does this whole rotation put? Um, Mew three on the map because you're relying on all those GXs. You lose, I think, the biggest piece. I think for it is Sogaleo GX. Both of them. Now, um, they'll be fine. I think. I think. 
Mew, two, Mew 3 will be okay. I'm going to double check on both Soul Galios while we are sitting here. I think that it will just find its use in other ways. You know, I think it'll just find its spot in a totally different different way and still succeed. It still has a lot of the tools it had. And I'm looking right now. So Galio GX with the, it is the Soul Burst one, correct? Or is it the other one? We're not talking, no, a Turbo Strike. Turbo Strike. Let me look back. It might actually still be in the standard format. I'm looking right now at the promo numbers. It will be rotating. Yep, we will be losing it because it's Sun and Moon 104. And 158 is the is the cutoff. So and yeah. The, and, the, and the gold is an alternate art, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the gold is an alternate art, and it's an alternate art from um, Ultra Prism. Or sorry, no, the alt- alternative uh, art is from the... You're talking about the, the one set. from the box set, yes. Yeah. That's Sun and Moon 104A is what it says. So even okay. if it was... Yeah, based on its numbers, it's not staying. So it is losing that, but it does keep a lot of tools. It's losing Macargo GX. Um, I, I think what Mewtwo will become is instead of being its own deck, I think Mewtwo will be a supporting card and a very good one. You know, I, I think now Mewtwo has its spot as that one of in a fire deck, that one of in that Alola and Zegitor deck, a one of in. And even even like with Rillaboom, with Alolan Executor, you can still use Mewtwo. There's places that Mewtwo's going to be viable in. It's going to be different. It's not going to be its own archetype, I don't think. It still could be, but I don't think it will be. Uh, I, I think it still will be good, though. I think it still sits in Tier 2, Tier 1 area. Welder still exists. Reshazard still exists. There, there, there are going to be ways... That Mewtwo will be okay. Any other cards we're missing? I, I I think we hit most of it. Um, I know for a lot of local players, we're gonna be missing Pachirisu with the nuzzle. Ah, snuggly generator. So that that dark uh that darker type unfortunately is gonna go away unless some reason they print another card with snuggly generator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's more I mean, that's more of a local hit for us. Yeah, it is, and snuggly generator does exactly what it needs to it seriously does so we're we are going to miss that as well i think that wraps it up for us yeah i think that does i think one more notable thing for a lot of meta players i think metal metal frying pan's gone too yeah we always i mean we metal frying pan is big to lose like i want to be going to lose it for caparaja but it's a it's a luxury would you agree yeah, I think the first initial list that we we're seeing didn't really play it anyways, so the winning ones. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we're going to be missing it too much. Yeah, I, I think it'll be just fine. And that that pretty much wraps it up for us. Before we leave, guys, again, enjoy your pack openings. Enjoy playing online. Enjoy the new set. Next week, I'm sure we'll be diving into more information about the new set, kind of how the meta is shaping out, the quote-unquote meta. Uh, and maybe even just what meta looks like for this next rotation. I think the biggest conversation is what is meta going to be? What is the definition definition for the TCG meta going to look like over the summer? So uh, I, I think there's some really cool stuff that we can talk about. With that said, though, we thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Again, enjoy your time with the nice weather, family, if you can be with them, and stay healthy, play Pokemon. 
and we'll see you next week.